Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I love learning about the new stuff. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. There's anything in the first hour of the show. You can always find it on the Nuwana's Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org for any of your blue and gold. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with me, Colter Nuwana's. Who's that? Das effects, buddy. That's yeah. that's all. That is not new. That's old. No, that's old. That's actually sure. probably the same age as you are. Possibly. No, for sure. Uh, I, I know about Das effects. Just didn't. I'd never heard that song. So it's so fast. They well, they were they were syncopated speed rhymers. Like they uh, they just yeah. spit so quick and so fast. And in the the the, the history of hip hop, that was hot. For about two years, and Buster Rhymes was part of that family. Twister was part of that family. Uh, K Solo was part of that family, and Das Effects just took it to a different level because they were able to not only synchronize but actually harmonize and be melodic within that back and forth style that they uh, rose that rose to prominence during their time. Uh, totally East hardcore East Coast out of New Jersey. Uh, which doesn't get enough love off the, totally. the hip-hop family tree. Uh, but, yeah, a good footnote in the history. If you want to go and listen to some staccato style of lyrics, check out Das Effects. They want effects. Let's keep having fun. Well, the best part about the fact that we didn't record it right the first time is I never listen to anything you say anyway, so it's going to be authentic. Wow. <laughs> I had to dig my notes out of the garbage because I thought we were done. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like a crinkled up uh, piece of paper. Okay, it so sure is. first of all, you never texted me back last night. Probably that's because it was past eight o'clock. So you Did were you cer- text me last night. You were certainly asleep. Yes, I texted you a picture of Jimmy Butler's new hairdo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she says it's okay. I never, I never feel bad when you don't text me back after work hours. Oh, that I, was at ten p.m., sir. Yeah, you've been asleep for hours at this. Oh point. my goodness. So. uh Give me your thoughts. What do you think of this guy with his... I mean, this hair is hilarious to me because I know he's joking. He's just he's just so funny with the piercing. I mean, the piercings aren't real, are they? I, I really don't know. I don't think so. Jimmy Butler's had a, uh, a variety of hairdos. He was just being emo career. Barbie right there. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's going like for his best Andre 3000 or something. I mean, he definitely looks like Andre 3000. In fact, that's who I thought it was when I first saw it. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure his hair is back to the how it normally is, which well, I'm not sure what that is. I, I just but. know this is a big this is a big point of consternation for my mother because she loves Jimmy Butler. She like thinks he's the most handsome man in the world, but she doesn't she like, like the she hair? doesn't like his new hairdo. Well, she likes um, all the other hairdos he's had, and he's had a lot. He's had he's had the cornrows, he's had the dreads, he's had the the spikes, he's had all of it. He's I got, mean, he's just having fun. I mean, his hair obviously grows fast, and he obviously I mean he's. That might not all be his hair. Sure. That could be extension. Jimmy Butler is, uh, he's got the gumption to to be his own guy. I, I like it. I love Jimmy Butler's uh, story as much as pretty much anybody. You know, I mean, the guy was, didn't really have parents. He was homeless when he was in high school. He went to a junior college, made his own way. And then he takes it, you know, takes it on a whim and goes to Marquette. 
I mean, to, to move from Tyler, Texas to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when you have never really had any support is... Yeah. Uh, and now look stuff. at him. Emo. No wonder he's emo. He's had a hard life. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also why he makes great coffee. The uh, Jimmy Butler bubble coffee shop was one of the great stories of the bubble. Did you know about all this? No. So Jimmy Butler, when they were all living in the bubble in Orlando, yeah. he started his own coffee shop. Oh, my God. Okay. And he was making espresso stuff. And he's like, well, I got a captive audience here. I'm going to just be charging 20 bucks per latte. And everybody's like, yeah, it's best coffee ever. Let's go. Really? <laughs> so he, Did he open a coffee shop after? <laughs> no. I don't, maybe, should. actually. I don't know. But just hilarious. I mean, I'm not paying $20 for a latte. Well, if but... you were stuck in a place with nothing but a bunch of other... Millionaires? Millionaire co-workers, you probably would. I suppose so. I mean, all these Did guys. he have any food at his coffee shop? I don't know. Because a scone would be deli- delightful <laughs> with one of those. Uh, Chicken does a little sports here on ESPN Radio. Smells like vacation in here. It sure does. Uh, we got this wonderful body lotion, coconuts and pina coladas. It's from uh, Buff City Soap. Yeah, courtesy of Buff City Soap. And it smells like we're on spring break in here. Michaela put some on her hands and she has eczema and it did not... It w- she, she has a lot of trouble finding lotions that work, and she, this did not hurt her hands. She also uses their Buff City Soaps laundry soap and mm. has never had any issues with that, which is great. So um, one other thing going on at Buff City Soap, besides these awesome lotions, is they just launched spray, like a mist spray, mm. in four of their flavor flavors. <laughs> Smells. Um, fragrances. Fragrances, thank you. And coconut is one of them, and then Narcissist and Commando, which are more for male, you know, like a more masculine sure. s- smelling. I've been wearing my Commando lotion. Good. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to go pick a couple of those up for my kids because they stink. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> certainly kidding. do. They don't smell bad, but they should smell good. The, the ingredients are the most important part. One of the most sad things I ever learned was that cologne and perfume, like traditional cologne or perfume, are filled, like artificial fragrances like that are filled with carcinogens. Yep. This is not. This is just made out of coconut oil, basically, is like the, the main ingredient, and then it, they just add natural fragrances to it. So, yeah. great way to smell good. Thanks to Buff Z. So, for bringing us Sick of Those No Sports here uh, each week on Nuana's Now. So, we're playing this for you on a Thursday. You've been used to the Friday action lately, but uh, actually, no. We're playing this on a Friday. I was like, what is happening? I don't even know. Well, first I'm we don't record. Traveling. First we don't record the the you know, first take of this. Yeah. And now we've got to do this again. This is and now be you're hilarious. seeing the wrong day. I know, I don't even know what's going on. Good lord. I don't even know what a quail looks like. Get it together. What's better, wedding crashers or dumb and dumber? Wedding crashers. Is oh it? god, I don't know. I don't That's mean. a really hard one. They're both so funny. Yeah, they're both really funny. Why are you asking such a I question? Because I, I said I don't even know what a quail looks like, but then I thought about saying I don't even. Our pets' heads are falling off. Lloyd. Oh yeah, the bird. <laughs> Petey Pretty didn't bird. even have a head. Pretty bird. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop quoting movies and get to to important information. Okay. The NFL has been accused of having a plant, and it's not Taylor Swift, which was the the <laughs> accusation a couple weeks ago. It still is. She's still a plant. The ch- uh, there's a charge. What happens if the Chiefs lose this week? Are they going to get rid of Taylor Swift? I don't know. The Chiefs are playing bad since she's been around. I don't know if you can blame it on that. It might be completely mutually exclusive events, but it's not been great. I mean, I I don't think it's Taylor's fault. I don't either. I think that everybody has a target on the Chiefs' backs because they're defending Super Bowl champions. Exactly. And I think they paid Patrick Mahomes so much money that they don't have anybody else to throw him the ball besides Travis Kelsey. How often does a team win a Super Bowl two years in a row? 
Great question, Carolyn. The last time a team won the Super Bowl twice in a row came in the uh, mid-2000s when the Patriots went back-to-back. With Tom Brady? With Tom Brady. Okay. Back-to-back Super Bowl champions in the history of the NFL include the Packers, the first two, the Steelers twice in the 70s, both they won four in the 70s and both times back-to-back, but there was a space in between there. The Cowboys in the early 1990s and the Patriots. That's it. So I believe it's only happened four times. So people can just chill out, okay? Oh, for sure. I mean, the hardest thing in uh, the the hardest thing in sports is not winning a championship. It's winning a second straight championship. Yeah. For sure. So you know who's probably not going to win a championship <laughs> this Chiefs. year? Also the Chargers. <laughs> so they have, there was a, a Chargers fan accused of being in a plant for the NFL because people aren't wanting to go to Chargers games. So they're trying to like drum up excitement for the Chargers. Sure. This woman was a roller coaster of emotions through the game on Monday night, but they panned to her so many times that people were like, what is going on? It was as if Taylor Swift was there. For sure. We come back to that. Just stat check real quick. There's actually been seven repeat champions in the NFL. The Packers, the first two, then the Dolphins did it Super Bowl seven and eight in the 70s. Steelers, I got that one right twice in the in the 1970s as well. San Francisco went back to back in the 1980s. Then the Cowboys, which I mentioned, the Broncos can't forget about that one. So I forgot about the Broncos and the Dolphins. Mm. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the Chargers have this hilarious narrative around their franchise because they have been pretty good more often than not, but never really good. And they always break their fans' hearts, and they're always like knocking on the door, but they ever never can quite get it done. And they've had the more they have had more crazy and hilarious and weird and like unlikely losses than pretty much any franchise in the NFL. Were they good when they were in San Diego? Is it the mm. LA thing that's bringing them down a little no, bit? No, they've, okay. they've, always, they've been, always been pretty bad. Always just, it's not even bad. They just, they, they find a way to build it up and break their fans' hearts. It's okay. just like the Mariners. The Mariners are never the worst team in the league. The Mariners are always pretty good and then they contend all the way to the end of the year and then they just they mess it, it up and they don't make the playoffs. It's just like the Chargers. Well, I think another reason people might be avoiding SoFi Stadium is for, for the Chargers games is all the fights that are breaking uh, out. Yeah, you said this. I don't know about this. Apparently, at the last game, the game that this woman was, the NFL plant was at, there were several flights, fights. One of them was 12 people. Whoa. Um, one of them, another fight, a man like threw another man down the bleachers. Someone got sucker punched. People are just a little too intense about this football stuff. Certainly, people need to calm down at games. It's also just such a weird deal because the Chargers are just like this team without a home, even though they have a home in like the second biggest market in the NFL. L.A., there's long been a question if there's room for two L.A. teams in L.A. Clearly, there's not. But when there's been two L.A. teams that the people of L.A. embrace, like when the Raiders were there and the Rams were there, then it was good. Mm -hmm. Then when the Rams left and it was just the Raiders, that was also good. Then the Rams came back. That's good. The Chargers just don't fit there. What about the Clippers and the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, that's been... Because Clippers were kind of a joke back in... Clippers were a joke for 30 years, and then they got... Donald Sterling got the crazy racist podcast made all about him, and they made him sell the team, and then they sold it to Steve Ballmer, and the Clippers have been respectable, certainly. Yeah. Basketball is so much different, though, because in basketball, you can sign free agents so much easier, and basketball players want to live in L.A., yeah. Football players do too, but it's just like so much less than the football players control. Cause so often it's just where you get drafted and like, there's yeah. just not as so much free agent movement. Got it. Okay. Well, um, I don't know what the deal is with SoFi Stadium and these fights. I think it's happening in all the, a lot of NFL games, but I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think of all that. Do I didn't you know think people this... fought anymore. Yeah. 
Really? It's like every week there's a fight at a stadium. It's hmm. crazy. Huh. But do you think this woman was a plant? Uh, so the, those that haven't seen this, this is on Twitter and TikTok. The Chargers have always found heartbreaking and ridiculous and hilarious ways to lose. And this woman, they, they panned her like a couple dozen times. Ton, yeah. And showed her going crazy and so happy and blah, 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 and then crying and freaking out. And there's this meme that got made, and it was like being a Chargers fan in a nutshell. It's just like the agony and the ecstasy of being a Chargers fan. I don't know if she was a plant. I don't really care because what they were trying to get at is hilarious. Even if they planted it to make social media content, good for them. And if they did it and it's real, it's even funnier because it's true. Yeah. Well, she went on Pat McAfee and said that she's a season ticket, ticket holder. Pat was getting made fun of at college game day on Saturday for never wearing sleeves. Okay, I have a funny story about that, but hold on. <laughs> so she went on to Pat McAfee and uh, she says she's a real person and not a plant and not an actor and she wishes she got paid to go there, but she and her husband have season tickets and they have for many years. Do you know who Joel McHale is? Yes. So Joel McHale was the guest picker at college game day last yeah. week. It was in, it was at Washington right. in Seattle. Uh, Joel McHale... I guess I didn't realize. I don't really know who this is. Why do I? Well, he's he's on he commercials used to be on or Talk something. Soup, and then he was on a show called Community um, on NBC for years. Okay, and, yeah, he's, he's just like a resident funny guy, yeah, right? Yeah, he's also jacked. I guess I didn't realize this. He showed up to college game day shirtless, right? Painted, painted purple and gold, and he's yeah. like swole. Oh, okay. He just started making fun of Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee was like, "Dude, I didn't know that the funny guy was like jacked up like this. What's going on?" He's like, "Well, I'm just trying to keep up with you. It's the first time I ever seen you wear sleeves. It's like usually you're <laughs> After doing. We just said that. He's like, you're usually doing your curls before your podcast. So I figured I had to do the same thing. It was pretty funny. Let's just have to make fun of each other. So we were somewhere I can't remember having dinner, and the Pat McAfee show was on. And he's, I think he was at Washington State, so it must have been Saturday afternoon. And he's wearing his stupid sleeveless shirt. And I'm telling Dan, like, how annoyed I am by this because I'm like, I, it just, I hate it. I don't know why. Tank tops on guys just gross me out. Really? So the coach of the Huskies gives him a sweatshirt. So I was like, oh, finally, he's going to have a sweatshirt on. And the sweatshirt had no sleeves. They had cut the <laughs> sleeves off. I was so annoyed. Oh I mean, I wasn't really annoyed. I don't care that much, but... Um, it just made me laugh. Well, uh, I don't really care if this lady's a plant or not. It was funny content and uh, very on brand for what the uh, the Chargers what are. They go through. I don't really know what the Chargers are going to f- do because they, they took this bid to go to L.A. because they could be a part of SoFi Stadium. L.A.'s never really embraced them. They certainly have embraced the Rams. A lot of people just aren't going to the Chargers games, which is weird because even though they do have this like mercurial nature, they still have really talented players. I mean, the quarterback is definitely one of the biggest stars in the NFL right now. That's definitely one of the biggest rising stars, I should say. Justin Herbert is. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Check it out on Sports here on ESPN Radio, proudly presented by Aspen Sound. Uh, Aspen Sound, a great place to get an automatic car starter before the temperatures dip. Go check them out there on Broadway here uh, in the Garden City, in Missoula. What else you got? All right, so James Harden is trying to be traded again. <laughs> he has not showed up to practice, I think, since Sunday or something. Like, some All week, basically. And um, what is his problem? Like, why does he... Has he has lots of problems. He the, needs his therapy. biggest problem is that he doesn't think that he has problems. He doesn't think that the way that he acts is uncalled for. He thinks he's the king of his little kingdom. Well, Kenyon... Martin? Kenyon Martin, Kmart. 
Kmart uh, was on a podcast and said that Harden's a liar and no one should trust him. And they said few, it was something like that. It was more like bleep 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 bleep. Well, yeah, a few other Kenton words. Martin is very. Uh, he's a very hardcore and very um, in your face person. And this was. Uh, he definitely got after him. I just feel like. I don't care how good of a player you are when you, you, if you're not showing up to work and doing your job, you should not continue to be rewarded. This is, just drives me crazy. And I can't imagine it, it has, it makes a good morale, like good morale for the team. For sure. I, I totally agree. It's, that's the crux of this whole thing is that James Harden doesn't care. Right. And that's a problem. It is a problem. And he's left awake now that he's been in the... It's so funny because once upon a time, the Oklahoma City Thunder, when they were a fledgling franchise, they had so much vitriol behind them because Clay Bennett had stolen the Seattle Supersonics from Seattle and moved them to Oklahoma City. But then they endeared everybody in the NBA to them because they had this star trio of early 20s guys, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And they decided that they were going to get rid of James Harden and not the other two. And then there was this giant what-if story for like 10 years. What if they just would have kept James Harden? Because then James Harden became this like high-scoring superstar, and Russell Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant were still very good, but they're like, what if they had all three of them? Mm-hmm. Well, then the Thunders looked like the smartest man in the room because James Harden became James Harden and just started torpedoing franchises left and right. And he's done this to the Rockets, got Mike D'Antoni fired. He did it to the Sixers, got Doc Rivers fired. This is this is explaining some things. He's got some deep-rooted trauma that he needs to work out. <laughs> I think he just doesn't care. No, I think he uh, has abandonment issues. And so he's going, getting ahead of it. He's abandoning before he can ab- get abandoned. Jeez. I just... I'm kind of sick of this stuff, and I know that he sells tickets and blah, 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 but if I bought tickets thinking I'm going to watch James Harden, and then he just doesn't play because he doesn't feel like it, I'm going to be mad, and then I'm not going to buy tickets again. It's really weird the way it's impacted the whole game because, I mean, he is like this folk hero, like this cult hero. Like the guy's... Drew League James, right? He plays at the Drew League in L.A. all the time. This is just like a, a glorified city league, basically. And he's always hooping, and he's like the playground legend. And everybody wants to be like James Harden because he's such a sweet ball handler. He's such a sweet shooter. He's got his beard. The old heads would say that this guy has, like, broken the game and that the fact that everybody wants to be like him is what's wrong with the game. But then the new heads say it's the age of empowered athletes, and this guy should be able to do whatever he wants. And if he's just making money, it's just so interesting because James Harden doesn't care. Right. If people think that he's a winner or whatever. Right. He's like, man, I'm just making hundreds of millions of dollars to play basketball, and we make the playoffs most of the time, and if we don't, like, whatever. Yeah, but there are young basketball players out there that would take less money and try to win. That's right. And show up to practice. Well, see, there's a reason, like, the other guys in his generation are not trying to get with him. Yeah. Kevin Durant has been pretty open-minded to playing with pretty much everybody, and that lasted like half a season this last year when they were together in Brooklyn. Right. So... How old is uh, James Harden now, do you think? He's probably in his mid-30s. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's a reason LeBron James is not going after James Harden. Right. Right? LeBron knows. Yeah. And LeBron knows, if you know what I mean. So... (laughs) 
Uh, James Harden's 34 years old. Yeah, so how long do you play in the NBA usually? Like, what's the average Well, that, that whole thing is getting completely skewed now because guys are just so much better at taking care of their bodies. I'm not actually saying James Harden is because James Harden shows up 20 pounds overweight to the season every year. Right. Plays himself into shape. But, I mean, he's been in the league. This will be season 14, so he's got to be getting pretty close. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for him to retire. I've never really been that into James Harden. He's always sort of driven me crazy. You know, the the whole like dribble the ball until it goes flat thing is not my style of basketball. I like when they move it and pass it. And um, my style of basketball is players that actually show up to practice in games <laughs> and follow through with the contract they signed. That's it. Yeah. Well, the NBA is not for you me. at this exact moment. Then. Yeah. It is a weird deal that these guys just think they can just get paid or not. Well, well they can. That's the problem. It's right. They're getting enabled. Exactly. Yes. Go on, Zalia Speed Radio. It's Chicken Does No Sports. Uh, what else we got? All right. So since we're on the NBA, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. So they have a T-shirt that they sell with the Utah Jazz logo on it or, you know, the name Utah yeah. Jazz. But then they have... Michael Jordan's Dunkman, like prominently on there. So it's a Nike shirt. Um, And fans are, are, can I say the P word? Oh yeah. Fans are pissed. Yeah. And they are demanding that he stop, they stop selling it because apparently they lost to the Bulls in the 90s. (laughs) Like get over it. They can't get over it. It's the high water mark in the history of Salt Lake City professional sports. I mean, you got to realize that like out West, there's, there's not a lot compared to out east, but particularly in the Rocky Mountain states. I mean, there's no... The, the NBA teams that are in the Mountain states are the Jazz and the Nuggets, and that's it. Yeah. And the Jazz have never won the NBA title, and the Nuggets just won their first one last year. So but I mean, like, the Bulls have lost a ton since 1998, and I'm not, yeah, like, holding have. it against anyone specific. You just got to realize, like, the, the, the history of the NBA, like, the story of it is so influenced by and defined by Michael Jordan. Yes. And Michael Jordan's greatest moment was crossing over Byron Russell in the Delta Center and hitting a shot in his face to win the NBA final. I mean, it's like the most iconic moment yeah, in NBA. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> Here from Chicago. I know. I mean, I... If I was a Utah Jazz fan, I would not buy a Michael Jordan jumper. Well, I want that Utah Jazz shirt. shirt. Bad. I want it. Just because <laughs> now I know it's just going to, you know, it just makes people mad. It's it going to be so funny. The chicken doesn't know sports if you actually got all the clothes you want. You'd have. <laughs> You'd have your Charlotte Hornets shirts and all your other... You know I got a new Cox hat. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, my friend's daughter goes there and, and sent me a University of South Carolina. Carolyn is a middle-aged mom, not a teenage boy, I promise. <laughs> it's, Dan it's told me to... I'm not allowed to wear it in public with him. I, I wouldn't let you either. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my son was like, I'll take it. I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the Jumpman logo above the Utah Jazz is something I can't. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, anybody it, being. I cool don't really it. understand why they would put that on a Utah Jazz on any shirt that isn't it's a trolling. Bulls. You think it's a troll? You they should just put the little one, the little one up here in like yeah. the corner breast right there, yeah. like they do with all the other Jumpman gear. That would be you fine. You think they're trolling? Jazz. They have to be trolling. It's above the Utah Jazz. It's like sh- basically. It's like we dunked on you exactly. in 98, exactly. And 97. And 97, suckers. Well. I mean, those Utah Jazz teams were the were like the, the darlings of everybody in the small towns in the West. I guess I wouldn't know. I was, I'm a big city yeah, girl. Yeah, you are. I mean, that was like the only thing you could watch on TV in the 90s. It was like the only NBA games you were getting with the Jazz games. So okay. there's a lot of fans around Montana and Wyoming. Yeah. And Well, I'd love to know any Montana fans that are 
jazz fans if they well now the NBA is so I know but I'm just I would like to know someone personally that would be triggered by this t-shirt no it's yeah right so that I could that's actually a really good point you just brought up though that's actually funny because forever you you just were the fans of the teams you could watch and in little places like Montana and Idaho and stuff you couldn't watch any of the teams besides like the Supersonics and the Jazz yeah so there's a ton of those fans out here but now it's not like you see a, a crazy amount of jazz fans because people that watch the NBA, if you like the NBA, you just follow the players. That's There's true. like all sorts of Lakers fans, you know, because yeah. people like the LeBron. Because all the Californians. Yeah, here. that's right. Uh, Check those little sports here on ESPN Radio. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> Rashad Jennings. How did we even get on the furries earlier? You were talking about your Elmo costume oh. and wondering if you should wear it. Yeah, right. Because we were talking about Halloween. Dress it up for Halloween. We had a whole... Oh, really yeah, because your kid is straightening his hair like Jimmy Butler. Right. Well, I mostly just wanted to hear you go, meow, meow, meow. On so, the- <laughs> all right. We're going to... We have to tell this story because now Jimmy Butler straightened his hair and we already talked all of a sudden uh, her son wants to straighten his hair. Well, no, I, was, I said on Halloween, Nick wants is for a costume. He's got a big red, big red curly hair right now. Okay. I mean, it is huge curls. It's so gorgeous, by the way. But um, he wants to straighten it and, and spray it black because he's playing a character from a movie okay. that has long black hair. Okay. And then you said, should you wear your Elmo right. shirt? Right, because you were going to be a tired mom with kitty ears. Right. And um, I mentioned that you could go to a furry conference <laughs> if you wanted to wear that Elmo. I forgot this is how we got here. I'm, I already regret bringing it back. So up. my friend's friend is a caterer, and he <laughs> worked at a, at a conference, a furry conference. And instead of clapping, they had to say, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I only ever learned about furries because of the show Entourage, and that's about as much they as I They had furries in Entourage? Oh, yeah. Johnny Drama was into it for a little while. Okay. I just started rewatching that, so. What a great show. Great show. Ta- yeah. Taught you so much about life. Are you going to let your kids watch that? Um, yeah. I mean, not not right now. When they're in college. Yeah, when they're a little bit older, because yeah. it's pretty racy. It definitely is. Yeah. It teaches you a lot about a lot of things, though. Yeah, but, you know, if, if they want to get into the Hollywood scene... There you go. Uh, you know, they got to know all the furries and the <laughs> underbelly. Oh, man. Checking those little sports here on ESPN Radio. Proudly presented by Buff City Soap as well as Aspen Sound. Thanks for being here, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. The moment you've all been waiting for. Smart or dumb? Next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues 
effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. One, two, three. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with me. Coulter Nuanez, thanks so much for ending your week with us. I'm hitting the airport right after this, going to Sacramento for a little Big Sky After Dark round two. And I'm ever very much looking forward to the game. I don't know about these 5 a.m. bedtimes on Sunday morning. That it's, sounds so seductive. Big Sky After Dark. Big Sky After Part Dark. two. Yeah, well, last week it was crazy in a way that I didn't expect. I thought it would be crazy, but I didn't think it was going to be uh, such a low-scoring game between Montana and oh Idaho. Slugfest. Yeah. So let's start there. We're going to play a little smarter, dumb NFL smarter, style. Smarter, dumb. Let's go. NFL style, but we need music for this segment, <laughs> right? Smarter, dumb. Uh, we need something. Andrew, you're creative. Hook a brother up. <laughs> so uh, before we get to smarter, dumb, though, what did you think of the Grizz last week? How, was, about, how about the corner of the Grizz have turned the last two weeks? Well, I, I think it was about two weeks ago we were sitting here talking about must-win scenarios and um, what are the Grizz going to do to be able to kind of, you know, come out of some of the doldrums that they've been in, especially with the expectations and the his, history of this uh, of this university. And uh, they did. I love what you said. They they turned a corner against the you know then number three team in the nation. Uh, bought the little brown Stein back to Missoula, and you know put things back in perspective, not only for themselves, but everyone else uh, in the Big Sky Conference as well. Grizz on a bye this week. They'll be back at it next week. Northern Colorado in town. So Rajiv will be rolling with us on uh, College Game Day. Let's go. Ryan Tutel probably going to be making an appearance as Toots. well. So uh, should be fun. Now let's play some smart or dumb. All right. Let's go. Smart or dumb. The Dolphins will win the AFC East, and Tua Tagovailoa will be a top MVP candidate at the end of the season. Smart. Who? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Bills are good, and Josh Allen's is 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 is. is I like Josh Allen. He's he's got this Brett Favre aspect to him that I really like. But right now, the Dolphins are just they're playing really good football. Um, they are a team that uh, if you're playing defense, that are hard to match up offensively with because uh, you you can't really double anybody on that because then. You know, if you try to double Tyreek Hill, someone else is going to make you pay. Raheem Mostert's playing great football. Uh, Tua is maturing, and uh, defensively, they're they're not bad. Uh, so I'm going to say smart. And also, the 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 Jets aren't going to win, right? You know, I, I mean, mean it's, it's Bills Dolphins. It's Bills Dolphins. And right now, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 up on the I'm up on the on the fins. All right, the uh, so. What do you the, got? The Jets that? have been very good late the last two weeks defensively. Truth. They've been fully mitigating without Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I mean, they straight up, I mean, the only team that's held Patrick Mahomes in check at all this year has been the, the Jets. Jets. The only team that's really messed with Jalen Hurts. I mean, they they messed up the Eagles last week. Oh, yes, and they Hurts did. looked bad. Yeah, yeah, they did. All right, so here's the Jets' upcoming schedule Giants. <laughs> that's a win for them. Chargers. Yeah. Probably a win. Raiders. That's a win. Okay, so now they're sitting at six and three going into this stretch. Bills, by loss. That's a loss. Dolphins. That's a loss. They play the Dolphins twice. Of course. They play everyone so in the AFC twice. They, if they split, it wouldn't shock me. They also have okay, the Falcons and the, they also have the Falcons and the Texans in there. The Texans are better than people. They absolutely are. Uh, and then they have the are, Commanders. Are talking to. Commanders, that's probably a win. The Browns, that's probably a loss. And then the Patriots. So, Which I, is a win for them. I, I, I see in the seven, the last 
ten there. Yep. I see six to seven wins, which would bring the bill the Jets, excuse me, to ten and seven. Which is ridiculous. So smart or dumb, this Jets team will be as impactful as any other team in the AFC in the playoff race, even if they don't make the playoffs. With who they play, yes. It is smart. Just because of who they play and how they have been playing. Um, however, I'm just I'm going to be really honest and unpack this a little bit, Coulter. We're also coming at it from a defensive perspective. So let's switch yeah. the lens, right? Let's look at it from a different frame of reference. Let's talk about Zach Wilson right now. Is is that sustainable in those 10 games? Yeah. Is that sustainable? Because defensively, if we're talking about from a defensive perspective, absolutely, we could talk about this until the cows come home. But offensively, we have to speak realistically. I'm not sure if Zach Wilson gets him there. It has to come down to Brees Hall in the run game. Because right now, the last couple of weeks, they have just been making sure Zach Wilson is never in a position where he has to win a game or that he can even lose the game either. I call it the Trent Dilfer proxy. <laughs> exactly. Trent Dilfer is so much better than Zach Wilson. Too. Right, but he was, in, he was, he was at, just managed the game. Yeah, yeah, Don't totally. quarterback the team, just totally. manage the game. I agree. I think, it's, I, I think the Jets will have an influence on the playoff race just given who they play and how they, you know, I, I just think that they could split those last 10. Okay, easily. They're okay. An eight, you're an eight nine squad, or okay. you know maybe you go six and four, whatever. But you're gonna beat a team that's also in the playoff race. So we'll see. We'll see. I I, I like what you're saying, especially because they do play teams that will be in the playoffs, and they could play rat spoiler to one of them, a la the Bills and or the Dolphins. Smart or dumb? I'm a little bit of both. Thanks Re- for asking. Regardless of if Deshaun Watson comes back to full strength or not, or if Joe Burrow figures it out. Or if I called him Burger King hands on here because Kenny Pickett has tiny little hands. <laughs> tiny little hands. Or if Kenny Pickett uh, is good or not, regardless of any of that, the, all the quarterback situations in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns are still going to make the playoffs. That's smart. The Browns are as good as any team I've watched sure. live defensively. Sure. Defensively, they are nasty. They are they are vile. And they just <laughs> and they just beat the best team in the NFL, NFL without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's saying a lot. I, I, I think the Browns have have constructed something there, much like the Texans that people just Totally slept on totally. Uh, in, uh, in the offseason and much of, you know, in season. And the Browns have something that's brewing there that no one saw coming. Um, th- are there missing pieces? Absolutely. But uh, they are deceptively, um, I don't know, they're funky. They're just, if you have top five talent at two of the most important positions in the game, and they do, Miles Garrett's a top three defensive end. Easily. And Denzel Ward is a top five corner. Absolutely. If you have those two guys. If, if you have two guys like that, then that's when you can get by with just having an average quarterback. Deshaun Watson's been average to below average when he's been healthy. P.J. Walker actually looked like the better option last week mm-hmm. just because then they can lean into their defensive style. Well, you can play to the strengths of your team. That's right. Just keep managing the game. Ray Lewis said it years ago. You don't have to win the game. Just don't lose it. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, here hey. on this Friday. Smart or dumb? The Minnesota Vikings should tank. <laughs> Justin Jefferson's on IR. He's got. You're talking to a Giants fan who's like trying to tank, right? Yeah, like at this point, just tank it. Tank. I mean, I'm not saying take it. Don't roll over. Never say die. Death before dishonor. I got you on that. But like, who you, who you fooling? I mean, here's the thing: uh, is the the, the, yeah. the Vikings have a, a, a deal here because. 
You're never going to – the NFL culture is not conducive to tanking. It is Because these guys are they're, – they are willing to truly put their lives on the line to try to keep on the roster and hit the quarterback or whatever your role might be. But the reason that the Vikings are in this situation is they could totally trade Kirk Cousins because they didn't sign him to a contract extension in the offseason. And there's some talk of that And Justin Jefferson, they've already put him on the IR. Is is Justin Jefferson going to want to come back in six weeks when his hamstring's better? If they are sitting there at three and eight or whatever? No, he's not. And so then you preserve him. Yes. You just say, hey, man, we're just going to shut you down for the rest of the year. We'll get back at it next year. Yeah, we'll get your contract stay extension. Healthy. Stay healthy. Yep. Stay Trey Kirk. It's just easier for them than, than it is for the Giants. The Giants are going to have it all work out for them because they got Tyrod Taylor <laughs> running the ship now. How long is Daniel Jones out? They haven't put him on IR yet. I think right. He's just out. he's week to week. He's week to week, man. But it, I, I, here's the thing. With that being said, Tyrod Taylor looked better. Back there last week, I mean Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. They they can't protect at all, and Daniel Jones needs to be able to have just a little bit of time because then he can get out of the pocket and extend plays. That's where he's actually at his best. He's actually, one yeah. of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, like if if Danny Dimes is running, it's usually running scared. It's not running <laughs> like that's that's why he's running. He's running. He's running scared, and he's running to keep drives alive. But I don't know, man. The Giants are are in that same on the same boat as the Minnesota Vikings. You get your. Um, Saquon Barkley, who is still not 100% as evidenced by his lack of production last week. Um, Tyrod Taylor is a Band-Aid at best over a gaping wound. And even when Danny Jones comes back, it's it's still the same problem. It's That offensive line is is a sieve that's been shot by, with a shotgun. So, like, the holes keep getting bigger. And uh, no matter who's back there, I mean, you can have the reserve, second coming of Joe Montana back there, and he will get knocked out in the game as well. So, um, as far as tanking, it's never a good rule of thumb. But at the same time, you just – I, I, don't, I don't even know, man. It's just – both of those teams play really bad football, but they have to have some uh, business decisions made soon in order to either pre- try to preserve a season or going forward trying to preserve a, a franchise. Smart or dumb, more right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. All right, so you got to connect the dots on this one for me because I I feel like I'm just a little bit too young. Obviously, Doggy Style came out in 1993, Snoop Dogg's debut album, after he had already had his big breakout on The Chronic with Dr. Dre. But then he was... was, uh, It was deep cover that brought Snoop to the prom. Oh, okay, okay. Do you remember? Because it was... uh, one Nick Seven on an undercover, and yeah, that's that, and that's that right, was from that's right. Deep Cover. But then he had the movie Above the Rim, maybe whatever soundtrack that song is from. Murder was the case because it was like this weird foreshadowing. He has a song talking about getting accused of murder, and, and then, then he was, he was accused, accused of murder, murder and went to prison, and then that's where he wrote the Dogfather. Yeah, do I have this right? Do I have the dots connected right? Yeah, except he was never convicted. He was no, no. He he was let out, and that's when they yeah. then released the Dogfather. Yeah, exactly. The you whole were. intro to the Dogfather is him. It's like all the police clips and all the news clips of yeah. him getting accused and then arrested and then going to jail, and then it's like the news clips of him being absolved, getting released, and then he like drops the very first yeah. song on there. Talk about uh, continuity to uh, improve record sales. That was it was brilliant, Man. brilliant marketing. Uh, Rajiv Seabrook with me, <laughs> Coulter Nuada's here. Hip hop 
lessons on Nuanas now here on this Friday. If you missed anything in the lesson or in the rest of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store where there are grills all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. All right. Uh, I wanted to touch on this real quick with you. We're going away from the NFL for a minute. That's fine. I'll just, go. I'm just going to make one of these other ones into a smarter dumb. Smart or dumb, the new playoff format in Major League Baseball. What is what is that about? Like the fact that they, that they, they went from a one-game wild card yeah. to now a three-game wild card series. I think that's an improvement. But the teams getting to play a couple games before they play the top seeds, they were so hot. On the other side, you could say, well... If you're the Dodgers or the Braves or whatever, how you, can you complain about more days off, especially when you were a hundred and something win team this year? So I don't know. I see both sides of it, but I think it's it's I think it's interesting at best that three of the four teams in the championship series are wild card teams. That I think is what makes it cool, for lack of a better word. It does what for I, the playoffs for the playoffs, but it makes the regular season, season seem irrelevant. Well, that's part of baseball's issue is that yeah. the regular season is irrelevant. That's why they're like no disrespect to the baseball like lovers and aficionados out there. Like the season is too long. Like you sure. could you you could win all these games and then lose out in situations uh, yep. like like we saw like we've seen this year. Like baseball needs to come to a reality check and stop trying to get gimmicky to be appeasing to the masses. Like, cut down the season, make games more uh, interesting. That's why that's, do you know why NFL is so loved? Because the season's so short. Every game has such implications and ramifications and consequences that if you lose two or three, you're, you're, you're on the outside looking in. You can lose 20 or 30 games in Major League Baseball and come back to win, or you can win 100 and they get bounced out on your ear, and it's irrelevant. That's why baseball is, is suffering, um, is because of the drama or sometimes the lack thereof. But then the baseball playoffs are so sweet, so I don't know. I, guess I agree. I don't give, know. Give or take. Smart. I'm, I'm going to say push on that. All right. Smart or dumb? The Patriots have fire Bill Belichick and hire Lincoln Riley and draft Caleb Williams. Oh, I think that's smart. I think it's time. Get rid of the empire. Get rid of Emperor Palpatine. Man, oh god! Can it's you imagine? It, it, hey, it, Bill, we're gonna bring you in, and uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to let you go. It, Ten Super Bowl appearances. It's not working out for us anymore. It happens, man. It happens to the best of us. It does happen to the best. I mean, Mac Brown got fired in Texas. Mac Brown won the 119 games in one decade, went to three national championships, won a national championship, won, what, <laughs> seven major bowl games in the span of a decade? And, and uh, you know, I mean, coached some of the best college teams ever. Ever. I got fired in Texas. Hey, it happens, man, when you're ineffective. And you know what it, What happens is sometimes you just lose connectivity to the players. Like, you, get, you hit a certain point culturally, age-wise. Like, you just don't have the same connection. And his, it's just time. Plus, he just he looks he looks crusty. He looks like I he's don't old. Know. He's I mean I know he's. I mean he's the second dude. oldest coach in the league. Being old does has nothing to do with looking crusty. That's true. Who's, right? the, who's the only coach in the league that's older than Bill Belichick? Why'd you do that to Pete me, Pete Carroll? Who doesn't look crusty at all? At all, right? So let me say, hey, and don't say it's the harsh northeast winters <laughs> versus the beautiful you know temperate climate of sure. the Pacific yeah, Northwest. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, smarter dumb. The Milwaukee Bucks trading for Damian Lillard makes them a contender, but the fact that Drew Holiday ends up in Boston actually makes it just as hard, if not harder, for the Bucks to get through the Eastern Conference to the finals. Yeah, the 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 swing around on that trade puts incredible parity. The only place you didn't um, want Drew Holiday to go was, was Boston. To Boston or or Miami. Right. 
Right? Those are the totally. two places you don't want that cat going to. And uh, just the universe aligned. Thank you to the Herald things above us to provide such interesting stuff going into the uh, the, the the east of the NBA um, for the coming season. That's going to play out. That's your Eastern Conference final. NBA starts next week. How crazy just, is that? I know, man. What's up? Smart or dumb, Chris Paul to the Warriors will unlock the best version of Stephen Curry. <sighs> Smart. Chris Paul coming off the bench and spelling Steph Curry allows Steph. What about playing next to each other? Well, to to well, well, that remains to be seen. Here's the biggest issue. That, I think if Steph, if Chris Paul's playing on the ball, Steph Curry's at his most dangerous when he's off the off ball, the for ball. sure. I just don't know how you can guard anybody if you got that now. Because Chris Paul was an elite defender. He's 39 years old now. And Steph Curry is a great off-ball defender. But if both those guys are playing and you're playing one of the teams with the big... I mean, you're playing the Bucks. They're just going to put the ball in Giannis's hands. I mean, obviously you're not going to have that be your right, on-ball right, matchup. Right, but you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, right, right. James Harden is roasting you, even though James Harden's past his best years. There's just so many guys. That, De'Aaron Fox, you know, get big, oh, like the him. big point guards are going to just destroy you just because of their size advantage if you have both those guys playing at the same time defensively. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I want to see what the chemistry is like b- before being able to answer that question. I mean, yeah. Chris Paul and Steph, that's just an interesting Will the chemistry be able to to, to, to to find some footing there? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm unsure on that one. I'm in purgatory, Coulter. <laughs> Smart or dumb, the Detroit Lions are the third best team in the NFC. Really? After Philly and San Fran, huh? Um, I You can say smart. I mean, Dude, Detroit's nice. I'm under Ross. They're better Brown. than Dallas, right? They're better than Dallas. That defense is legit. They're better than Washington. Uh, they're better they, than the New York Giants. They're better than anybody in their division. Dude, are you kidding me? Cole Strip Middle School is better than our, <laughs> better than the New York Giants. But they're better Give than anybody else in their division. They're better than the Packers, the Bears, oh, or the, the Vikings. Absolutely. They're better than anybody in the NFC South. The garbage. Panthers, Saints, Falcons, Bucks. And in the West, and there's they're no better one else. than anybody in the beside. I mean, I guess it comes down to: Do you think the Lions are better than the Seahawks? Yes. And the Cowboys? Yes. There you go. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, or the Rams. The Rams are better than people think. Uh, quietly, sneakily good. I think the Detroit's slightly above the Rams right now. But if the Rams win on Sunday, then the Rams are certainly uh, a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, and I think that what gives Lions mystique is that no one is expecting the Lions to be good. So when they win, it's great. But it's yes. like I, also quietly, Jared Goff's playing like what's he's up? He's playing better than most guys in the league. What's right now. up? Well, that's hard to say, man. Because like. The quarterback playing the NFL these days, not very good outside of Patrick Mahomes. So uh, that's not a good barometer to speak to. I know Jalen Hurst didn't play well last week, and Lamar Jackson didn't play too well two weeks ago. I still think those guys are still pretty good. They're pretty good. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be good. By the time the season's over, we're going to think that Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are still very good as well. They're very good, but when you think about, you know, the NFL of yesteryear, like there's just... You'd have five dudes that you would be constantly be talking about, and right now you're just you're just not. You, you know, it is what it is. Times are a changing, folks. Times are a changing. Fun Friday. We'll be back at it on Monday. The Montana Football Hour with full uh, analysis coming out of Sacramento State, and also the Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, back in the seat. We'll see you then. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. 
proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.